Welcome back, everybody. I am Nathan, pastor at Illumin in Rock Hill. I'm here with Josh. I'm not even going to let him introduce himself. He's at Mountain View Lutheran in Great Falls, Montana. It is for us Tuesday after Easter, April 6th, and we're here to have a little conversation with you about John 20 and Easter in general, and I'm very excited for it. So thanks for doing this, Josh. I know you got a big week. So I'm just going to jump right in. What's your favorite aspect of Easter? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, so, and we talked about this a little bit beforehand that we're going to get into John 20 here. So we're going to talk about the meaning, the purpose of how vital and central to our faith, faith in our life and our eternal life Easter is, but just, you know, kind of talking about Easter traditions. I don't know. It was really cool, you know, waking up, waking up, especially early on a Sunday morning because we have a 7.30 song service and then our 9.30 bigger festival mm-hmm. service with a breakfast in between here at church. Some of the traditions we have here in Mountain View, but it's just, you know, waking up early, knowing what the day is. And I walked in and I, we have a Christ candle up on our altar that we used on Good Friday to, you know, symbolize the hope after we, read the burial of Jesus and symbolize our, our hope of what's coming on Sunday and to walk in. And I, I lit it a few hours before anybody was even going to step foot in church and the church was, was still dark, but just seeing that candle um, up on the altar of the hope we have and the life we have in Christ and his resurrection. It was just like talking about symbolism or something being really meaningful, just like standing back at church, looking to the front saying that it's just like, this is the best day. This is absolutely the best day. And then getting together with everybody, seeing um, a lot of people here at church that, you know, reconnecting with some people and I had family here too. It's just, it's my favorite day of the year. Like, absolutely. It's uh, for me, it's better than Christmas, not trying to diminish Christmas at all, but it's just like, it's just the best. I love it. And the fact as a pastor, you know this too, once you get done with Holy Week and Lent, which is a lot going on, it's like, I told, I told my wife, you know, like now as a pastor, I can say it is finished, (laughs) you know, (laughs) of, uh, yeah, just relaxing, got to spend quite a bit of time with my family um, Sunday and then yesterday. So it's been really good. Yeah, I think I I saw a meme sometime last week. I think it was the Avengers, though I truthfully don't quite remember. The Avengers, like pastors during Holy Week, you know, they're in the middle of a fight and whatever. And then pastors the day after Easter, it's like they're all sitting around relaxed or I don't know, relaxed, exhausted. I'm not sure exactly. And uh, I I think I took it as exhausted. And then uh, not to get too deep in this, but like, Jesus after Easter, he's still, he's, he's never exhausted. Like, <laughs> he, he's, he's done. His work is done, but he's, but he's not exhausted by it. Uh, Cause he's, he's Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I, I love listening to hear. I love listening to you talk about that. Um, we didn't have a Christ. We don't have a Christ candle here. Um, and we didn't light one on Easter, but we finished good Friday in a very similar way um, where we, extinguished candles throughout the service and then left the one, mm-hmm. the one in the middle. Uh, we, ju- we just had seven candles on our, on our altar. 
and uh, left left the one, and it was completely dark besides that one candle. Um, yeah, I similar similar to you when I got to the front and then turned around and saw more people in the building than I've seen in 13 months. Uh, that was just really cool. Right. I probably, I yeah, mumbled my, I don't know. I probably wasn't very intelligible as I tried to t say to people, mm -hmm. I'm really excited to be here with you. Right. It's that aspect, I, I, it's that aspect of, you know, it is, you know, I tell people this, it's just like of how encouraging it is to have you there. And I know it's been really, especially this year, and it all depends on where you're at right now and how your church is handling it. We have very low cases for COVID right now, and we're still taking precautions, but, you know, we're in that transitional phase with a lot of the things we do, but it's just, you know, to be there in person and to be there together, it's like as a pastor and you know this like we are just so encouraged and filled with joy and motivated uh when you're there with us it's just like there's just nothing better as a pastor of being there and just having all your brothers and sisters in christ your family in christ there with you it's just it's there's there's nothing there's nothing to compare it to it's just the best mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. yep and i you know not to diminish in any way people who are watching online because right. I know I know we had a number of people who are who are watching online and there's absolutely nothing um, don't don't mean to diminish that at all um, but uh, I mean you, everybody knows it's just different seeing people face to face mm -hmm. and we yeah we, we didn't do much of the stuff that you did with uh, like the the brunch or anything like that um, but um, maybe one other thing, and this might be getting us maybe into John 20 a little bit, but uh, I just try to say it. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Back and forth as many times as possible. Right. I think we said it five, five or six times on Sunday. I know. Um, I have, I have to say it, with it during the sermon too. And it was, it, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a good day. All right. Should we get into John 20? Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll read it. All right. Go for it. All right. So John 21 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, and that's John, the one Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying, 
As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them, that he had said these things to her. And this is our Easter gospel. Nate, you're on mute. Elementary mistake. You'd think, <laughs> you'd think that after 13 months, I would be better. <laughs> I'm going to put us both on the spot and say, ask uh so looking at verse eight they both looked at the tomb well and then john the other disciple who was obviously the faster runner than peter uh he saw and believed what like is is it saying that he believed that jesus rose from the dead um but they but then verse nine says they still did not understand from scripture that jesus had to rise from the dead so do they believe at this point that he's alive, but they don't get the why of it? It's That's a good question because I was thinking too, I think it's in Mark. No, it's in Matthew. And they talk about John, John and Peter getting there and they specifically reference John of like not understanding or not believing, I think. I'll have to look at the reference too. And then John writes this later on and says he saw and believed. But like what... He believed, so I, when you look at it, he saw and believed that he rose from the dead, you know, but yet they didn't understand, because it says they didn't understand that he had to rise from the dead. It doesn't say, like, they didn't understand if he had risen or not. They said, because John says he believed, but to understand why it's all happening, you know, it sounds, I mean, when we see this, there's, it, it is, and to understand, too, there's a, you have to understand, we know the meaning of Easter and all that it entails, but just to talk about like, it's when you put them all together side by side, so, some of the dots are, are hard to connect and that's okay. Um, but just to say mm -hmm. with, uh, with the different accounts in each gospel, but anyways, what do you think? Sure. Well, I, while you were talking, I kind of peeked at some of the other accounts and Luke 24, 12, well, Luke 24, 11 says when Mary and the other women got back in the morning right away and said, um, said, we've, we've seen the Lord. 
or no, said that he was gone. Um, it says they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. And then right. verse 12 says, Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Right. Um, so Luke doesn't even record John at all. And if we want to be specific about what John writes, he only says that he believed. Right. So he doesn't say that Peter... So. So like those two, there's no discrepancy there. Peter wondered what had happened. John saw and believed. And I guess the way that I read it, I just, just reading it straight up. He believed that Jesus was alive because what else, like it wouldn't make sense for this to mean that he believed that Jesus was just taken away. Um, like you don't have to believe that he obviously wasn't there in the tomb. So I think, I think when it says he saw and believed, it means that John is saying, at that point, I believed Jesus was alive. Right. Because there was, um, I mean, and, and too, when you put the timeline of it, of like for all the disciples, like it all, it wasn't all one fell swoop until, you know, even, you know, that first Sunday when they saw Jesus, that Sunday afternoon in the next, in the rest of this chapter, but then Thomas, you know, the week later. So it's like, it was the timeline. It it was a different experience for, for each, for each individual follower and believer. It wasn't all one fell swoop of, all right, you know, everybody's on the same page. You know, it took, I mean, it's just so unbelievable of what happened. You can see, I mean, between Good Friday and Easter, then the following following days it was just a lot of confusion and then that confusion turned to certainty and sure hope for each one as time went on based on you know what jesus had in store and what he had planned for each one yeah yeah and i'm are are you preaching on thomas this sunday yeah i'm very excited for that peace be with you we can talk about that next week though um Yeah, we, we both talked about Mary a lot in our sermons on Sunday, though I don't know. Um, I don't know. Can you can you give me a two-minute synopsis of how you went about it? Or yeah, what? so just, I, I mean, just talking about Mary when, and we don't have all the details, but when, but what we do know is that before she met Jesus, she was possessed by seven demons. And, you know, just talking about the darkness that she went, went with and the hopelessness that she went through. And then, she followed Jesus, believed everything he said, but then, you know, the doubt that crept in and the hopelessness and the darkness she went through on Good Friday, being there at the foot of the cross, seeing her her Lord, her Savior die. And for many of the disciples, it was, you know, this is it, this is over, um, that they were filled with doubt and fear over the death of Jesus. Anything about what Mary was going through. Um, we don't get all the details, but then we just see the resurrection of Jesus and seeing her meet Jesus face to face individually, the love that he had for her. And I just went back to hear Jesus is again, that same voice when he says, Mary, you know, that castles demons out, she heard again. 
the one who had once called her out of darkness was doing it again. Uh, the one who had given her her life back in the past was doing it again. The one who had given her hope before uh, now was doing it again. And uh, you just, how can you even begin to describe that moment when her eyes are open to see Jesus and she she clings to him uh, for, I mean, for all the disciples, but for Mary, because John fleshes out the despair and the heartache that she went through, not only with the death of Jesus, obviously, but then when she thought somebody had stolen his body of just, man, Easter is life-changing, eternity-changing, perspective-changing for us. But can we even begin to imagine what, what it was like, what this moment was like for Mary? Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, it changed on a on a dime mm-hmm. when when she realized that he was alive. Like, it just, you know, she couldn't even, she couldn't even imagine you know, we both talked about hope on Sunday. I think there was no hope because, because what, what did she have to look forward to? Cause Jesus was gone. Like there's nothing, but then, but then afterwards, you know, she, she can't help, but just go and say, I've seen the Lord. And that's just the best news in the world. Um, I don't know if, if you've ever seen these things, but I, I see posts and people say like, oh, Jesus is dead, but Sunday is coming. And uh, I don't know if you have any, I don't, we don't have any Easter Saturday traditions or anything, but um, trying to imagine what it was like on the Saturday, first Easter yeah. Saturday. Yeah. When like, it wasn't called good Friday then. Right. And they didn't know that the next day was Easter. Uh, that would have just been the worst, the worst. Um, and then it all changed. Yeah. And we see the disciples even Sunday night, you know, out of fear of the Jews, of to say, you know, the complete defeat that they felt and the fear that they were next. And it, sh- it shouldn't have been like that because Jesus had told them what, what would happen. Um, but still to, to think through it of mm-hmm. everything, yeah. everything changed for them. Everything changed for us this day. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, when you said it shouldn't have been like that for them, you know, them sitting in the locked room because they were afraid because Jesus had told them. Yeah. And it's the same for, for, for you and me and everybody, everybody who's a Christian, like it. And I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to say this. Um, but like, it shouldn't be that way where we're afraid of anything because mm-hmm. Jesus is risen from the dead. That doesn't mean bad things aren't going to happen. Like Jesus promised, promised bad things will happen. But um, the fear, the worry, like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way because, because Jesus rose from the dead. Right. And the promises he gives because of it. Uh, right. And the fact that we can trust the promises I'll, I'll never because leave, he rose from the yeah. dead. I'll never leave you or forsake you. I won't leave you as orphans. Um, surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age because I live, you will live. Um and trusting that that's the one thing that we really need. Whereas we right. think, I'll, well, I tend to think I need all these other things. And, and if I don't have those other things, then I'm in a, in a, in a pinch, but I have the one thing that I really need. 
And that's Jesus and his promise. And let's talk about that too. Cause we had a few minutes left here. I was talking about, um, and how, I mean, we can summarize it, but we can go on and on. But let's, again, let's talk about what does Easter mean? What does Easter, um, what's the, what's the, the pure, true, sure gospel of Easter? Um, I'll let you start. Well, I'll say two things, if if you'll allow it. Number one is that we can trust that it truly is finished, that Jesus mm-hmm. truly did bear all of my guilt and sin when he died, um, which I think is, I don't know, Jesus's greatest proclamation. It is finished. Like all my guilt is gone. There's no... Um, like there's no, no shame, no guilt left for me. It's just gone. And whenever I feel it, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's a lie of Satan because Jesus took it all away. Um, so that's number one. And then number two, because I live, you also will live. He said, um, and so, well, I guess in Christ alone says no guilt in life no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. And when we look at it of what this does for Good Friday, when Paul talks about, you know, if Christ has not been raised from the dead, you're still in your sins. It'd be like, you know, the work to forgive or to take that sacrifice and that punishment in our place, bearing our sin that happened on Good Friday. And Sunday is proof, you know, God's stamp of approval when he says, you know, raised for a justification of like that, that declaration of, of Good Friday counted that you are not guilty uh, in God's eyes, that your sins are forgiven, that heaven is yours, that um, you too will rise, that you don't have to be afraid. And we talk about you know, this is the power of Christ in me, especially when, like, you read through the, you read through all the New Testament, but you, especially Paul loves going on and on and on in a good way. He mixes it in all the time of, like, the power of Christ's resurrection, yes, for our sins, um, yes, for our eternal life. It is the promise of our resurrection on the last day, too, but just the power of Christ in me by faith. He conquered death, so I, that 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 victory is mine. I don't have to be afraid of just like it changes us who we are and how we love here, how we live here and now of of the power and the motivation and you want to say like spiritual energy, not to be like mystical, but just like that I can live for God, that I can live for others, that I can have hope and joy and the motivation to continue to you know, do all the things that God has called me to do. And it's just like, it's all sourced in the power of his resurrection, uh, that God, his power and his might was displayed there on Easter Sunday. And it's given to me here and now, you know, in baptism through faith. And it's just like, the, the resurrection of Jesus is like that diamond that is so beautiful. I mean, you can't help looking at it from different angles and it never stops. You, 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 ne- you never see a, 
a blemish in it. Amen. Amen. Uh, close us out with prayer. All right, let's do that. Dear Lord, how do we even begin to uh, to thank you um, for what you did in Christ, raising him from the dead and all, the, all that it means for us? Uh, we just, as we stand in the afterglow of Easter, we just continue to be amazed, to stand in awe of all that you did for us, to uh, sing with the saints in heaven, uh, worthy as the Lamb of of continuing to praise and honor you and glorify you and just to live in this Easter joy that our sins are forgiven, that eternal life is ours, that heaven is waiting, that we too will rise, uh, that death is not the end, uh, that we are are not guilty. Uh, we thank, we praise you, and we ask that you would use that power of the resurrection um, by the power of the Holy Spirit that he gives us through faith and word and sacrament, that we would continue to live out this Easter uh, joy, that we would uh, serve others as you have served us, that we would continue to live a life of thanks and live a life of hope, uh, knowing that everything that needed to be taken care of is taken care of, that everything that you promise will come true because you rose from the dead just as you promise. Uh, be with us as we continue to serve you and we continue to pray, proclaim that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Amen. All right. We'll Thank see you, you, sir. See you.